and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio. It's eight o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for Pam Dazzy's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I gotta tell you, I'm so excited tonight. First, if you're listening and you hear in the fills the amazing floating goat all night tonight, you know that you can see them next Saturday night, December 2nd at Vendors. That's on 800 South Venice. You can see Floating Goat. Yes, they will play all the songs that you are hearing right now and others because they're an amazing band. They're going to be playing next Saturday the 2nd at Benders. Uh, we're going to be listening to them for a little bit as we hold for the throngs of people coming for the Helena Handbasket 4. What could that possibly mean? It's like Food Network's Chopped, but instead of food things in the baskets, they're comedy premises. And our four comedians are going to get up there and open those baskets and touch on those weird, weird, crazy things uh, in those baskets. Make stand-up for you. I'm super excited tonight. Your comedians are my favorite comedian in San Francisco, Joe Gorman. Uh, he's my favorite male comedian. My favorite female comedian is most likely Alyssa Westerlawn. She's also here tonight. Yeah! Uh, your favorite questionably housed comic, Zach O. Wiseman, hopefully will be showing up. We never know. It's one of the beauties of booking Zach Wiseman. Hopefully comes uh, and this is so great from 2002 normal C one incredible one woman show you all missed in San Diego where were you in 2002 were you even alive some of you might have not been uh, Courtney McLean is here I can't believe it it's so crazy I haven't seen her in 15 years she's an actress and an improv maven she's gonna I think she's gonna put all these uh, comedians to shame but we're gonna see what's gonna happen tonight on Mutiny Radio, Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to be back. Please listen to Floating Goat and enjoy them. And when uh, we'll get started with Hell in a Handbasket 4 very soon. Yay, bye! And Chris Sanders in the fills oh. from L.A. Yeah! He's going to be doing... Hey, actually, while we have the empty time, hey, we've got Chris Sanders. He's going to be in the fills tonight. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Chris Sanders? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Chris Sanders here. I am town for the holidays. Uh, also, I'm also here to be a part of this awesome show that Pam put me on. Thank you. Uh, from L.A., originally from Florida. Shout out to Florida. Um, what else can I say about myself? I love crunchy peanut butter. I'm half black, half Cambodian. And any food you put on my plate, I will eat it. So... Half Cambodian, Khmer Rouge, boo. Oh, how are you? Pol Pot, boo. How are you still alive? Uh, I'm alive because my grandmother was so smart. She hid that she knew three languages, hid a bunch of gold in the ground. And when she was put in a camp, she was able to escape, undig up the gold, get her family to safety using the gold to barter with guards. Your grandma is a queen of all Cambodians. My God, Un wonderful things. Everybody, you're going to be excited here. Chris Sanders in the fills. Keep tuned to Mutiny Radio. We'll be right back after this. Keep listening to Floating Goat. Yay!
uh, it's it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I was like, I didn't know so many people were on vacation. Like my entire team of people are all on vacation, but that's fine because I'm just gonna run around. So clap while I run! Yay! That's when you clap, and that's when I run. That's how that works. Welcome to Pamdaz's Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio every Friday from 8 to 10. What a fun time we're going to have. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, it's Courtney McLean. Come on in. Oh, um, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. It's so rough. I just can't see it. I just can't ever see it. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yay. Uh, we're, <laughs> see, that's just how every show works, isn't it? I have no idea what's happening. I actually do know what's happening. It's Helena and Basket 4. And today's show and how that works is I have baskets, and instead of things like Food Network, where there would be like an eggplant and like a Guangzhou, you know, like, like a plum that was aged for 100 years, and, you know, right? And they'd be like, and and Corey Haim's hair. And you're like, oh, I could use that as a rice noodle with that. <laughs> anyway, so this is going to be, you're, they're going to be baskets filled with premises. And uh, you guys here in the audience tonight, you're interactive because the comedians, they're going to open up their baskets and they have to do a comedy set based out of whatever they find. Oh, hooray, what weird things will be in the baskets. They just have to mention them once, you know. Just, just have to, it can be an oblique reference, like a side swipe, blah, you know, like, I didn't even see him there. It's fine. Uh, weird, and they get to keep whatever's in the basket if they want, because there's things that they might want to keep. I don't know. Uh, but it's a fun show. I came up with it because I do love Food Network. Anybody else love Thanksgiving? Woo! Yeah. yeah. Uh, wh- whose apple pie was perfect? Mine. Ha, ha, ha. What did, what did Martha Stewart teach me? Oh, you want to know the trick? I bet you guys weren't even paying attention to this one. You put a tiny pinch of baking powder in your, uh, in your pie crust. <gasps> what? Yeah, it acts just enough lift. I'm telling you, it keeps it flaky even if you fuck up. You can add too much water, but if you add just a pinch of baking powder, it just, it works. Uh, yeah, we're like, science, so cool. I want to win the motherfucking science fair. Anybody else want to be a winner? Yeah, I'm a loser. I never won. Uh, but now I have all these ideas of how I can win the science fair. Problem is now I have to abduct a fifth grader to make these things happen. Uh, so if any of you have a fifth grade child, I'm just going to borrow them for three weeks. Let's not call it abduction. Let's just call it me bettering their lives with my amazing science fair ideas. <laughs> Number one, it's about the Muni. Does the 22 actually have chlamydia? Is that feces on the nine? Like, I want to know. What I'm saying is a fifth grader and I can take swabs and litmus paper and alcohol tests and plastic bags. And we can find, we can graphs, charts. Like, but the 14 is, what is on the 14 owl as opposed to the 14 R? Like, in the daytime when people don't give a fuck and in the nighttime when they don't give a fuck, like, what can you catch on the muni? I'm just saying I want to win the science fair. Uh, So my second idea, 
about winning the science fair. This is not very appropriate. Uh, I'm an alcoholic and I throw up a lot in the morning, so what I need is a child to take the temperature of my vomit. Uh, because what I do is I drink 36 degree water when I wake up, and about 22 minutes later I vomit that water. And what I'm saying is if we catch it in a glass and we take the temperature, we can find how many calories I burn being an alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? Because like anyone who knows chemistry, one ounce of water, one degree is a calorie. So what am I doing with my life? I need a fifth grader to find this stuff out. Graphs and charts, everybody. 36 minutes, how many calories? What are we dealing with here? Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just that I don't actually want to vomit the water in the morning, but when it's cold, it's so much easier. Am I right? You know, feels better. So this is the last thing. This is more of a 4-H uh, project. So what we need is a goat and a fifth grader, and we're going to feed the goat weed because we're going to milk the goat and make TH cheese. Do you see, if you feed a goat weed, it will make weed, <laughs> right? Like it's a process, is this, am I the smartest person alive or am I gonna win the science fair or what, everybody? Ha <laughs> ha, let's feed the goat weed. Like, ah, we feed it old weed, it has CBN, it helps you fall asleep. You feed it new weed, it's THCA. You denature it with a little heat, turn it into THC, smoke that shit, whatever, what I'm talking about. I wanted to do it on myself. I wanted to teach myself to lactate because I actually imbibe so much weed that I find it a shame that we're not using my breast milk for something positive, <laughs> you know? And like, you, if, you, if you're lactating, you actually burn 500 calories. So this helps out my alcoholic, like eating bulimia situation so much better, right? I just, instead, you just, instead of throwing up, I just lactate. Can I... Are we just gonna make the world easier for me? I'm saying, if you eat, if you drank my breast milk in a cheese form, that would save the vegans, right? Because the vegans will feed their children with breast milk, so why wouldn't they eat breast milk cheese? Like, I was not harmed in the taking of this. Like, I might actually enjoy getting pumped for my breast milk. Like, this might be fun for me with a fifth grader. I'm gonna win this science fair. Okay, thank you guys for listening to my joke. I was trying to warm you up for the beginning of this show. How exciting. Hey, we're actually, uh, we're still waiting for one comedian named Zach Wiseman. So what we're gonna do is we have an amazing comedian all the way from LA. That means he's a real comedian. Oh my God, he's been at places with people that like do TV things and have things to say. I have no idea what LA is like. I just feel like it's like the inside of a car. I don't know how, it's sort of the same as here. I don't know which, it's like the inside of a Prius. I don't know, I'm white. I don't know what other kind of car people are inside, right? Like, what are the Ubers different down there? How does that? The lifts are all Mercedes down in LA. Is that, and the streets are paved with cheese. <laughs> Does anybody remember them? No, sorry. There's no cats in America. I, I'm sorry. I'm all over the map tonight. I haven't eaten today because I ate so much yesterday <laughs> that I just, I couldn't even, until I fart like 12 more times, I can't eat more food. Do you know what I mean? Like I just have to, I, anyways. You're, here he comes all the way from LA. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Chris Sanders! Thank you. 
Thank you, Pam. I appreciate that. You're right. Uh, L.A. is like a first-generation Prius uh, without any sort of heat or air conditioning. That's exactly what it's like. Very stuffy. It smells like cheese. Uh, happy to see you guys all here. Uh, I like to also imagine my family here. Uh, thanks, Dad, for coming. Mom, uh, first stepmom, once removed. Second stepmom, once removed. And also Alicia Silverstone in the house. My gosh. <laughs> Big excess baggage fan. Shit. Holy fucking hell. Love that movie. Um... So uh, I kind of look like Tiger Woods owes my mom child support. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, Tiger Woods, right? Uh, I'm actually half black, half Cambodian. Any Cambodians in the room? Uh, no, because they're all dead. Because uh, they're all dead. All right, all right. Uh, clearly, Elisa is over here. Uh, she is Cambodian. Um, too soon? Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe too late. Uh, maybe much too late because no one saved those 2.5 million people. Um, <laughs> it was just yellow people killing yellow people. Uh, the U.S. government would have helped if we had oil. That's what I'm thinking. If we had oil, right? Um, but yeah, so like uh, my mom is Cambodian and it was really weird. Like I grew up in rural Florida where there were like no Cambodians. Like you had a better chance of me meeting like a Samoan Jew than an actual Cambodian. And so like I was like kind of like the only one of my kind. And uh, my mom wouldn't talk about it, but then I remember there was this Jewish kid who sat in front of me, and I was like, hey, Max, heard your people died of horrific genocide. My people, too, died of horrific genocide. Uh, he was a Jewish kid, and he turns to me and goes, bro, it's the first day of school. Like, this is not how you make friends. <laughs> this is, bro, like, bro. Had a hard time in Hollywood since, all right? Got blacklisted and was on that Weinstein blacklist with the Jews. Um, Shit, so I am from L.A. Uh, anyone else ever been to L.A.? Uh, like, I just live there, all right? All right, I'm from Florida, all right? Our claim to fame is uh, we had a woman get arrested because she wouldn't stop uh, allowing her alligator to drive ATVs up and down the highway, all right? That is fucking Florida for you. But um, actually, low-key, <laughs> that's, that's for real, dude. You can look that shit up on the Reddits. Um, uh, I actually used to live in Beverly Hills, Believe it or not, anyone else live in Beverly Hills? Clearly alienated my audience. Uh, yeah, no, I actually used to live in Beverly Hills as a homeless person, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, I used to have this job at a place called Sack Fifth Avenue, right? And uh, I used to sell women's shoes, you know, like $1,500 a piece. I'm making good money, but I'm like, Ellie's so fucking expensive. I could save so much money if I didn't have a house. It was fucking crazy. So like by day I'm working with the 1% and by night I'm working with the 1%. The people one 1% don't give a shit about, you know? And this thing, when you first become homeless, you realize it's a fucking skill. Like you don't know how to be homeless. So I did what anyone do and start shadowing homeless people. <laughs> start shadowing homeless people. You know you're fucking creepy when homeless people call the cops on you, right? It's like I'm on the corner of cardboard box and piss. Target Woods is following me. Call back up, you know, this was really creepy. And I remember the first dude I shadowed, his name was Gary, right? He was like four foot nine Filipino guy, tallest Filipino guy I ever met. He, t he used to give me this piece of advice, like, you sleep in the same spot, you gonna get caught. And I'm like, all right, duly noted, duly noted, Gary. And he was right. Uh, at night, I'd sleep at like the 24-hour fitness, which is like where I like uh, would pretend to exercise. Um, and I'd sleep in child's pose in the yoga room, right? right? And then, like, literally, I'd have a trainer come up to me, like, bro, you can't sleep here. I'm like, I'm not sleeping. I'm doing yoga. It's like, bro, you've been in child pose for four hours. No one is that zen, all right? I'm like, I'm from Portland, bro. What are you talking about? You know? But it was fucking weird. Uh, like, being, like, this thing, I didn't look, like, I dressed like Tiger Woods. Like, why the fuck is this guy homeless? And it was weird. Um, I... 
I remember one time I got, there was like confusion. Like I didn't look homeless, but I was. And one day I'm like riding the bus. Right. And this homeless, I'm going on a date. I met this like Japanese tourist and I somehow tricked her into dating me. <laughs> um, and I'm leaving the bus cause I'm late and I have my backpack on and I like bumped this homeless dude. And this dude was like third degree homeless, like third degree. He had, he looked like Bruce Banner after the transformation, dirty feet, no like hair was fucked up. And I knew he was mad cause he put both garbage bags down. He's like, bitch, I'm going to fuck this guy up. And uh, he ends up putting me in a headlock. He's like, bitch, what the fuck? Why are you bumping into me, son? Life is short. Life is real short. And I'm like choking. I'm like, oh, I can't even fucking breathe, right? And I tell him, I'm like, bro, I'm homeless like you. He's like, shut the fuck up, man. And literally all these Japanese tourists are like fucking taking pictures of me right now. I'm going to be on World Star, you know? You know, Tiger Woods has fallen so deep. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, dude, I'm homeless like you. And he's like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, dude, dude, my, my mentor, he's Gary. He's like, Gary? I'm like, yeah, from the number four bus. Like, nigga, that's all you had to say. My God, bro. That's all you had to say. Yeah. And it's weird, like I mentioned number four bus. Like, uh, I remember there's like this bus at night that all the homeless people like sleep on. It's like, it's like a mobile shelter. And uh, he was, Gary was explaining to me, like, man, if you ever need some sleep, you get kicked out of that gym, right? Just sleep on a number four bus where all the homeless people sleep. I'm like, oh, it's like Snowpiercer, but with homeless people. <laughs> He's like, I have not seen that movie yet. It's not the library. Don't ruin it for me. I'm like, I will not. Um, shit, what else? Uh, I, uh, I'll, give, I'll leave you guys with that. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a great night. I'll be back later. from Chris later in between comedians. Yes! Chris Sanders, yay! From LA. What What is the Cambodian deep fried cylindrical food? Uh, I think it's called uh, egg rolls. Oh, it's, so egg, it's egg rolls. Because the Chinese have the egg rolls and the Thai people have the spring rolls and the Vietnamese have the spring rolls but they're not deep fried but they have the imperial rolls that are fried. And then there's the lumpia from the Filipinos. I don't know what Koreans have. I, I just didn't know what Cambodians have either. I'm like, I need to know. Because I like cylindrically deep fried foods. <laughs> Sorry, don't, who doesn't like anything that comes like in a cigar shape is really... To, well, you know, I don't know. If you, if you deep fried a Totino's pizza roll, that's different than putting it in the oven. I think there's something different about the... Oh, taquito. Well, that's what the, well, the Mexicans have a taquito. Yeah, or flauta. Flauta is with the, with the, the flour tortilla and a taquitas with the corn. I love Mexicans. <laughs> like, people call me the accidental racist, but I just love food. Like, I'm also like, I love, like, Ethiopia because they got injera bread, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one's down with that fucking flash you eat it with the coolest thing about the Ethiopians is that they have a thing where they eat with their hands and you're supposed to eat that bread and you're not supposed to actually feed yourself if you're with a loved one you're supposed to feed them from your own hands that's so gross (laughs) but like that's love right if you're gonna put someone else's fingers in your mouth you better love them or they better have something really tasty attached to it it could be the same thing I don't know I haven't finger banged a girl in a while. Uh, we're <laughs> not since my twenties. Sorry, it's been a long time. Uh, hey, Zach Wiseman isn't here, which means we need an extra comedian. Will you do it? Fuck yeah, you will. 
Yeah! So now who's on the bill? Bring up your four competitors of the night. Mike Spiegelman, Joe Gorman, Courtney McLean, and Alyssa Westerlund. Now this is different because the first thing in the bag, there's things in the baskets, and you actually get to keep, you get to keep the thing that's in the basket too. So there's there's t-shirts in the basket, but you're supposed to. So, but I thought I'd put the sizes out right. So I think we're this way. And I think we're, okay, so there's four things in the basket. Um, Mike, I'm going to have to change the t-shirt size because you're not Zach Wiseman. He's tiny. Hell yeah. Yeah, look at the things in the basket. So the comedians, what they're going to do is they're going to do a four-minute set, and they're going to be based off of these four things that are coming out of the basket. They're finding out right now, just can like I you are. Can I hold you it? Can, can I keep it? The first thing is Quiet. a woman holding her crotch. There's a circle really around it. I love that. She might have... Period issues. Yeah, you all the same thing. You have to do the same sets. This is a picture of a dick, and it says scissors on it. It's a child's picture. Uh, there's a pot treat. It's um, it's a fudge. It's a chocolate oh walnut pot treat. You should do that. And then there's a T-shirt that says Uber Shitty. So the four things can that I they have, you absolutely can. You can keep the shirt. You all get to keep the shirts. I'll change your shirt size. Um, I'll do it inside, no worries. So what they're going to do is they're going to create a set, each one of the four of them, that must touch on these four items. One, uber shitty. Two, a hand-drawn penis with the words scissors under it. Three, a lady with no pants on, sort of clutching over with a circle around her uterus area. And four... A weed tree. It's it's a it's a walnut fudge. There's about 35 to 40 milligrams shirt. in that. Yeah. So you get to keep those things. You get to eat them and keep them. Uh, now here's the thing we have to figure out is how do we? We're gonna have to do double rosham to figure out who goes first. Unless someone just is like, I'm gonna go first because I'm brave as fuck. But if not, we've got to kind of rosham for the stuff. So we'll do that, but should, should we eeny meeny miny mo? Should we turn them around? How we? Eeny, meeny, meeny, ho. I'll go first because. She's gonna go I first. I haven't done stand-up in forever, and I just feel like I should just break it. You should just break it. Well, you guys, the thing you have to know about your first comedian is that she's actually an accomplished actress for years. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. Her first, her first one woman show was published, was produced in. <laughs> so listen, well, uh, she, she has, she's an amazing human being. I haven't seen her in years, and I'm so excited to see what happens tonight. Uh, yay! Thanks for being here. You guys, clap your hands wildly for the very funny and amazing Courtney McLean! Hi, everybody. You think you're an L.A. person. No, you're like, no, I wasn't saying that. Um, I have only lived here for about seven months, and I moved up here from Southern California, but I have been gone. It's a long story. But I grew up there. But I've been gone for a while. But I came back for a couple of years. But now I'm up here. But I'd never rode the BART oh. as a resident until 10 days ago. <laughs> I insisted on driving my car uh, unless, you know, I took Lyft. Because I don't take Uber because it's shitty. <laughs> um, I did it. I did it. I'm not even a millennial, and I am insisting on getting claps for that <laughs> shitty, shitty joke. I have a friend that works with a lot of millennials, and I, oh, 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 
here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, folks. I was born in 1977. I turned 40 this year. Thank you. Seventies. No, I'm not. The, uh, girl. But here's what I just found out is that they have renamed people that were born from 77 to 83 the Xennials. What? Because we grew up with analog stuff, but we easily made the transition to digital. I'll bet there's a trans joke in there, but it's not well cooked enough for it to not come across as maybe transphobic right now. Now, I don't know that it, that would even be possible because I love all the all people. No, I do want to say this though. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, I've smoked about four, five joints today. I thank you. I am a weed sponge, um, and it doesn't like I, I hit a point. So this little edible that you have given me, although delicious may not do too much. But I, although it reminds me a lot of my mother's fudge, which I am going to miss out on this year because I'm not going home for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I am going through a thing right now where I feel like my father might have narcissistic personality disorder and I didn't realize this until literally like within the past year or so. Um, and so a lot of things are kind of like, now I'm like having to unpack a lot of shit and be like, oh, daddy really never loved me. My mother has been his gorgeous English, like beautiful, adorable English target this whole time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of things. So I'm not going home for Christmas is what I'm saying. So I won't get to taste my mother's delicious fudge, which is not infused with marijuana. <laughs> but yet yet thank you um i've been on my period this week i'm possibly the grossest person you know because i somehow fell out of the habit of taking a shower every day and then I fell out of the habit of taking a shower every other day. And it just kind of stretched to, I'm not even shitting you, a week. Now, I took a shower tonight because I am a professional. But anyway, so I just wanted to tell you that I've been living the past three days um, on my period and not taking a shower. Am I out of time? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't get cut off. All right, cool. Dick scissors. <laughs> As a feminist, don't I wish. My name is Courtney McLean. Yay! Courtney McLean, everyone. Yay! Referencing all the things in her basket. Yeah, and if the shirt doesn't fit, I have more shirts. No worries. Uh, yeah, we should go girl, boy, girl, boy, just because it is fair. Your next comedian. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you guys want to roast him for it since you're both bros, or you want to? Do you just want to? You want to go? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, Doesn't shit. matter. No, good to be. They both don't give a fuck. You know who gives less of a fuck? This next comedian. I can't wait to see what he does. Everybody, put your hands together for Joe Gorman. Happy Black Friday, everyone. How about that? 
I fucking shoved a mother of three down an escalator to get a 54-inch Samsung high-definition, man. I'm the descendants of warriors. It's fucking great. Let's get into it. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's the day after Thanksgiving. I was on edibles all of this fucking week. I was a medical marijuana patient having to deal with my family, but I'm still fucking, I'm 33, but I still live in fear of my mom being like, what smells like marijuana? So I had to eat edibles and vape like a 21st century stoner. That's what I did. Me and my stepdad just fucking vaping in the garage, living in fear of the same woman, eating edibles, coming back to the house, claiming it's because of my sister's dog. I got allergies, beloved family. I'm fucking trashed, man. Trashed on Thanksgiving. Eating all that fucking stuffing, man. Arguing about politics. Oh my God, man. You want to fucking avoid family conversation? Bring up Pizzagate as quickly as possible. That was such an easy out. I didn't have to talk to anyone. My aunt was like, are you married? Do you have kids? I'm like, you heard about Pizzagate? She's good. We're good. We're fine. I don't have to talk to anyone now. It works. I got to go get some eye drops. My allergies are acting up. It's fine. I love them. We're going to go to our funerals. Whatever, man. Whatever, dude. I was taking... I'll talk about I'll talk about living in a fucking uber shitty city shitty yeah I do have a speech impediment that's weird that kind of came out just now I was walking around downtown San Francisco today shoulder to fucking shoulder all of these fucking people buying shit buying shit they don't need pretending they're buying it for for like family for gifts. No one's buying shit for gifts. It's all for ourselves. And we justify it's like, well, by buying this, it's going to put me in a good mood. And my good mood is going to make other people feel good. That's the gift. It's not a gift. We're bad people growing up in a capitalistic society. How cool would it be if, as I was saying that right now, I was assassinated for fucking (laughs) spitting truth into the airwaves, man. The FCC trying to bring us down. But, like, here's how frustrated I was hanging out uh, with my family. I took, I, I got on Lyft and Uber because I don't, it's impossible to be a morally good person in a capitalistic society anyway, ladies and gentlemen. So if I can save five fucking bucks, I'll do it. I found out to get from Half Moon Bay to say, to get away from my family in Half Moon Bay and go to beautiful, progressive San Francisco, it would have been $65. You think I paid for that shit? Nope, I had my parents drop me off at bar like a big boy. 15 years strong doing that shit now. 15 years of being like, fuck you mom, fuck you dad, fuck you stepdad, and fuck you guy my sister's fucking who's also at this Thanksgiving party. I am a fucking artist and I am not going to invest in a 401k at my day job because that is a non-verbal shackle. And I don't care if I only make 12 bucks an hour for the rest of my life, as long as I can occasionally get into an open mic on a radio, I'm not going to kill myself. And they're like, fucking... We just asked how it was going, and it's like, ah, fuck. Sorry, my fucking allergies. Jesus fucking Christ, man. All right, I got one more fucking thing. We got the shirt. We got the fucking 
edible, clearly. And yo, if anyone ever says marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug, I was nibbling on that fucking fudge earlier, all right? And now look, fucking verbal jazz, man. Oh, that fucking dick scissor, man. Dude, here is the thing. Fuck my co-workers' children, man. Like, I'm not, like, obviously I'm the fucking cool guy at the office because I'm fucking cool as fuck. I got a Spider-Man action figure on my desk. Whoa! Right? Fucking cool. So, like, all of my friends' kids and all of my co-workers' kids, they keep giving me all of their fucking art. All of their fucking little, like, dicks. Like, then that's the thing. Like, a little kid will draw all these fucking phallic symbols. I got, like, a friend who clearly has a kid who's obsessed with dicks. Who can blame him, right? But he's, like, fucking giving me all of these little fucking dick drawings. You know, he's giving me, like, a fucking son that doesn't look like a son. And then, like, one time he just drew, like, this fucking brown fucking smiley circle and he was like that's you it's like are you calling me a piece of shit little kid dude i can fucking break your femur that was weird right that was like too real is you guys like kids i like kids i'm just fucking around i don't fucking like kids yo i don't care if i got no reaction that's a fucking courageous thing for me to be i don't like your children's art that's a fucking brave thing you think oh man i tell him i'm gonna frame him I don't even have a refrigerator to hang their art on. You think I'm going to put that on my mini fridge in my fucking apartment? Fuck you, kid. I got fucking Playboy centerfolds taped to that fucking fridge. 16 years strong, huh? 15 years of my parents dropping me off at a park. 16 years of me hanging up Playboy centerfolds on my fucking mini fridge. Powerful stuff. I think I did it. I tried my best. Fucking sorry, guys. Joe Gorman, everyone! He loves titties! Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> if you put him up on his refrigerator. I mean, I, I, I love... I, I also, when I was little, our friends had a mini fridge in the um, their backyard. They'd built like a fort. And it was built out of like, you know, dirty wood that was dangerous. And they... Right? But then they but they put all the Playboys all around it. And then they... It was anyways. Boys... I was like, ooh, titties are cool. But I also was breastfed, so I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about boobs. Your next comedian. I know how I feel about her boobs because she never wears a bra. Put your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund! Yay! Oh my God, boobs! I, I was breastfed. My mom was a good mom. She loved me. She loved my brother. She lost her boobs. She had a really nice full B cup before she had children. And then after she had children, she had this really kind of pathetic, small, very droopy A cup. And, uh, you know, she lost, she sacrificed. She sacrificed her ass. Right now, my boobs are different sizes. I have my, uh, my good titty and my bad titty. I don't, I'm not going to tell you which one is which. But uh, what I did here is uh, I put my marijuana edible in my boob. I put all of the things in my boob, actually. Everything is in my boob, but this boob now is bigger. And I used to have an ex-boyfriend. He was a doctor, a legit doctor. Yeah, I fuck doctors and lawyers and all the boys who have more money than me because I am poor, okay? I can't afford to broke broke you break-ass bitches. Anyway, I can't fuck you guys. Uh, But no, I got weed in my titty. Hold on. Okay, now they're both the same size. Oh my God, I got to eat the rest of this. It's kind of crazy. Weed food? Hello. It makes your boobs bigger (laughs) is what it does. It actually uh, impacts the size 
Everything grows. We need to eat the weed boobies. I mean, <laughs> we need to eat the... I was at the neighbor's house, P.S. I was at the neighbor's house. They gave me drugs. They gave me uh, booze at the cross street. You should go. It's a good party. Uh, four generations. And their tits are all different sizes. It's like crazy. It's like the little ones, no titties. But the medium ones, medium titties. The, 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 you know, the slightly bigger. And then the grandma, man, her boobies are just like banging. I just, I was like, whoa, baby. Uh... Grandma, she's not even old enough to be a grandma across the street, okay? Like, we should all be fucking Abuelita, whatever her name is, grandma. Okay, we got shit in my titties. The dick with the scissors. So here's the deal, you guys. If you come over to my house, because I don't go to your house, because I got my own place, uh, and I like to fuck, but uh, you come to my house, and you put a limp dick anywhere near any part of my body, I am going to take the scissors, and I'm gonna cut your fucking dick off. Is what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. There's nothing less sexy. I mean, I'm serious. There's not. I don't care how fucking flabby my mom's titties are. There is nothing less sexy than a limp dick. No woman on this planet. Do you want to see a limp dick, my my friend, my lady, my friend? Do you ever want to see one? No. Do you hate them? Yeah, I hate them too. Yeah, it's crazy though. But like, how gross? How gross is it, right? Like a limp dick versus a hard dick. It's like, it's crazy. It's like the same thing, right? But one of them is erect and the other one isn't. And like one of them I want to suck and the other one, I am not getting anywhere near that limp dick. I did not invite you over to my house so I could suck your limp penis. Okay, I can find a limp prick anywhere. I do it all the time. I got great aim. I never miss. Okay, I never miss them. I never miss. Anyway, I'm cutting your dick off is what I'm doing. That limp dick. I'm sticking you in an Uber. Like, you get out of my house with your whatever. Oh, oh, yeah, I got one minute to do the rest of this. Cutting the dicks off. I am bleeding right now, which is weird. Because I went off on, like, three of my boyfriends this morning. Like, I just yelled at all of them. And I was like, God, I'm being so mean. What's wrong? And then I went to the bathroom, and there was blood everywhere and I was like oh my god I sent them all a text I was like I'm so sorry you should have just told me Alyssa honey are you PMSing and I would have said no (laughs) so you fucking asshole sexist piece of shit yes babe there's blood all over my hand I don't know why I have so many boyfriends it's probably because I won't just take one you know like I like that they have wives I like that there's someone else who will suck their cocks and I'm not sucking those limp pricks. I'm just not doing it. This t-shirt, uber shitty. You know what a limp prick is? Uber shitty. Okay? Uber. I don't really care about Uber, but I was going out with this. This guy hit on me the other night. He said, you want to make out with me, Alyssa? And I said, no. And he said, but what if I got us an Uber? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Whoa. Changes the whole thing. I definitely want to make out with you as long as we're inside of a car. <laughs> like, No! Uber shitty pickup line. You cunt, faggot, fuck, bitch. Cunt, bitch, faggot, cunt, faggot, bitch. Anyway, I say faggot because people call me a hoe, a whore, a slut, a cock tease, and a bitch all day long. And I know that some of you are offended by the faggot word, but let me just tell you right now that I have always been offended by the bitch, slut, whore, cock tease, cunt words. So I'm sorry you don't like me saying faggot, but if you call me a name like bitch, whore, cunt, cock tease, slut, I will call you whatever the fuck I want. Anyway, uh, cut those dicks off, ladies. Just cut them off. 
Melissa Westerlund bringing feminism to the forefront. I don't, I never understood how dick cutting off had to do with feminism. I'm like, Lorena, I appreciate you, sweetheart. Like, I know you were abused and stuff, but really? What do you have to do with the scissors and the throwing and the, there was this dick. Uh, so, Zach, we have a, on the first round, we have a proxy for you because you weren't here. But if he gets through to the next round, you'll be able to be in his place. So you better cheer wildly for your proxy. Uh, here he's going to go up with his four things in his basket. Everybody, Mike Spiegelman! Yay! This one's for you, Zach. Uh, hi, my name is Mike Spiegelman, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Zach Wiseman Proxy. And... Uh, the Uber City. I just want to. I just want to start off by saying hi, uh, happy Thanksgiving. It's over. You know, the best part is the parade in Macy's in Manhattan because it's like another fuck you to the Native Americans. It's just like, and we also bought a Manhattan for twenty-four beads. Yeah, that was another thing. And then, of course, today is Black Friday. Not to be fused with Black Adam from uh, Captain Marvel. I, uh, so I don't know if you guys, I, I can pass this around, but uh, before we bury this uh, piece of, uh, it's kind of like, this is like a gag that must have been passed around for the last 40 years. It's a fake uh, 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 children's illustration of scissors with a fake kid writing that says scissors. But obviously it looks like, well, so some child molester uh, drew this in the 50s. I think Herb Cain in the San Francisco Chronicle featured it in one of his columns. Elliptical, dot, dot, dot. Can you believe some Santa Rosa child? Santa Rosa, right? Elementary school child? And then, of course, you know, I had a job in 1991 where I had used a fax machine all day, and I would get this shit like this. And you get, like, one, and it's, like, anonymous, and there's, like, a picture like this, and it's borderline, you're like, it's borderline. This is, they might be child molesters, but... It's kind of funny. So, you know, I'll write LOL and I'll fax it over. I was ahead of my time in 91. And then uh, they just said racist jokes. So that's the fax machine humor. And then, of course, the internet on that one. So, uh, uh, Pam does, uh, thanks for the, the treat over there. You know, it's funny, like, as you know, one of the uh, topics is the actual treat that uh, Pam gave <coughs> Zach Wiseman's proxy. <laughs> Technically, by proxy, I should, I'm going to hold on to this. I'm holding on to it. No matter what happens tonight, that's uh, mine. But you can tell the progression of uh, performers because I am fourth. So I've combined all the aspects of the previous three comics you've seen after eating Pam's uh, brownie. Uh, so I am right now sweaty. I feel like Sandra Bullock from uh, Gravity. Just floating in space. Talking to George Clooney. Now, I, I'm going to, how can I not close with this? Um, I, this means many things. This means many things. But it means one thing, which is, you know, you know step back and be like, hey, uh, how's it going? You all right? Because it could be anything. My, my wife has uh, fibro, uh, fibro, uh, I know the hashtag fibro fail, but I don't know what the actual fibro, but it's, my, my, my show, yeah, so 
Yes, so, so uh, there's a lot of, oh, a lot of pain, so there you go. That's good, no, that's good, this is for, in uh, Zach's favor, uh, that assists from the host, so, uh, but yeah, so th- that could mean uh, many things, so, but I, I, c- I can tell a joke about the cramps, I don't get out of here, uh, speaking of it's the cramps, uh, in 1980s, I had a, a t-shirt that said the cramps, you know, it was bad music for bad people, and it was bright yellow, and my uh, high school principal stopped me, and he said, no, it was actually a science teacher, it was a science teacher class, he goes, the cramps, the cramps, and he made me stand up with that. He goes, that's, that's worse than I saw that kid with the dead Kennedys t-shirt. All right, so that was for Zach Wiseman. You guys, thank you so much. That's time. We're keeping the shirts too, Zach. Hey, Mike Spiegelman, yay! So we need our four comedians to come up. No, that you get to keep that one because it's extra large. Give him, the, give him the smaller one. What was the other one that was small? Okay, so the, the way that we do this is that the four comedians come up on stage and then we make you turn your hands to the wall like you're being arrested, kind of. We never figured out how to do this. But yeah, so you, yeah, face your hands to the wall. Mike Spiegelman, you can, it's either you can proxy. Hope if, if Mike Spiegelman gets through, then Zach Wiseman gets to take his place. Uh, and we need, uh, we need Joe Gorman up here. Does anyone know what happened to my boyfriend, Jonathan? Is he still alive? What up? He's at the party across the street. He sucks. Uh, okay, so here's how we do it. You guys have to raise your hand for the person you don't want to see in the next series. So what we do is we're going to cut one comedian and we're going to get to three comedians. So you raise your hand for the person that you don't want to see. Comedians, don't turn around because we, we don't want anyone to feel badly about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'd love to thank Alyssa Westerlund for being our woman and getting her things. Thank Suck you so much for being a part of Hell in a Handbasket 4. Yeah! Right now, we're going to move on with the next series. We've got the third basket. We've got Courtney McLean. Now we have Zach Wiseman. They have to switch places. So look at that, Mike Spiegelman, you did so great that Zach Wiseman gets to take your place. We get so many comedians tonight. And Joe Gorman, uh, I have to, while we're getting the next baskets together, you guys get to enjoy hilarious jokes by our visiting LA comedian. Put your hands together again for Chris Sounders. Yeah! My favorite emotion is deja vu. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's funny, like, I appreciate being called LA comedian. This is such a title. Uh, I've only performed on public access after a Toys for Tots uh, event. That's my claim. That's my credit so far. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was out here uh, out in LA visiting my, my good friend here, also doing a spot here. Uh, we know this dude is a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> this dude gets paid $50,000 to teach kids how to count. Um, and he gave me the best Thanksgiving of my life. He took me to a $5 chicken buffet, the best fried chicken I've ever had. It's at a strip club. It was fantastic. It was great. Um, it was definitely better than Thanksgiving priors because Thanksgiving was really rough for me. Um, I was growing up, my mom had like severe PTSD that eventually became uh, schizophrenia, right? And from like junior year high school to senior year of college, every Thanksgiving I go visit my dad, and depending on what year it was, my first, second, third, or fourth stepmom, and I would 
leave his house, get a plate of food, and go downtown looking for my mom. I go homeless person to homeless person. I have a picture of myself and my mom. I'm like five years old, little Tiger Woods. Like, have you seen this woman? You know, the guy would be like, no, I've never seen her. Actually, I take it back. I have seen her. I just haven't seen her in two weeks. And, and as I'm walking away, he'd be like, hey, man, want some crystal? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm good. I don't need any crystal. I'm a junior in high school. Not yet. Wait till senior year, maybe, you know? And I'm walking in my car, and I, I get... I get fucking angry, right? I get fucking pissed. Like, mom, if you got the fucking psychiatric help you were supposed to get, you wouldn't be on the street. I wouldn't be looking for you. And I, like, throw the food against the wall very dramatic-like, you know, like American Beauty style. And I go inside my car and just start sulking, you know. I'm just, like, in front of the wheel. And then a homeless guy would come up to the window, like, hey, man! Hey, man! Why'd you throw that food? I could have ate that. Hey, man, I know you see me, man. Hey, Tiger, open the door. Hey, Tiger, you want some crystal? <laughs> hey, Tiger, why are you giving me eye contact? Hey, you light-skinned bitch. Open the door. Man, you looking forward to Westworld? <laughs> I know the show hasn't been on yet because it's five years in the future, but I'm crazy. I know the future. Sorry about your minds. <laughs> so yeah, you know. Actually, take it back. That was a cooler Thanksgiving than the strip club. That was fucking cool, man. Some of those people were fucking cool, bro. Um, shit. I uh, I've been trying to like switch up the whole dating thing. I didn't date for a while. Um. I ended up going on a date with this girl. She's a psychiatrist. Thanks. And uh, I was like, this, all right, this will be good. Maybe I need this. You know, I get like free psychiatry while getting my dick sucked. This is great. You know? And we're on a date. And she's telling me this crazy story. She went road tripping like all across America. And every state, she would put like an ad on Craigslist to find a new partner. She met this dude, right? And fucking like they're fish hiking for two weeks. And then he starts crying when they're on a train. And she's like, why are you crying? You're like, do you want to go back? He's like, no, no, no. I'm just, just <laughs> my sister's getting married. I'm like, oh, your sister's getting married? Like, are you, do you not like the guy? She's like, no, I like the guy. It's just me and my sister can't fuck anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and long story short, they grew up in a really bad situation. Their parents were on crystal. And for some reason, let them fuck as 14-year-olds. And he's in love with his, his sister. And immediately, I'm like, oh, that guy's fucked up. And she's like, how can you judge those people? All right? They grew up in a bad household. They don't know better. I'm like, the man's 28. Still fucking his sister. All right? I will judge them and their three-eyed child, okay? Keep them away from my kids. All right, guys, uh, let's give it up for Mutiny Radio, Pam Benjamin, and the rest of your contestants for Hell in a Handbasket. Chris, everybody, yay! All right. Uh, just so you guys know, the next thing's in the basket. In basket two, there are five items. There are stinky fish heads. There's how many licks. And that's a picture of the old Tootsie Pop owl. 
Uh, there's an ancient dildo. It is a stone dildo. You can, you guys can show it when you. It's like an ancient stone dildo that's broken in half. It's hard to tell. I'm sure it was a dildo. We don't know what it was back in the day. Who knows? Uh, there's a pile of Hitler toasts. There are toasts all with Hitler's face on them. Uh, and then there's also Sparkle Jesus holding a Friendship is Magic pretty pony. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen with these baskets, but we're going to go in the reverse order of last time. So your first comedian that you get to enjoy, put your hands together for Zach Wiseman. Hi. Hi. So we got a, we got a, here, we got a little picture of Jesus holding a cartoon pony. Because uh, that's fucking American as shit. Uh, Jesus uh, really loves America. Probably more than any other God. You know, and I think that's very important. You want a God that backs your hometown. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a picture of a stone penis. It's a stone penis. I imagine when they made it, it was more polished. You know, it seems a little rough now. A little weathered. You don't want to... Uh, it's. It's an antique, you know, it's more of a show now, as opposed to the practical use it had. Uh, Jesus, he turned uh, uh, these uh, Hitler loaves uh, in, into fishes, <laughs> you know, because some people have gluten allergies. Um, he was really, Jesus was pro-Hitler, that's true, uh, you know, because uh, white people, they got to stick together, right, you know? <laughs> Got to stick together or else, I don't know, something happens, people tell me. And this is the picture of the fishes he turned those Hitler loaves into. Uh, <laughs> you guys like fish? Do you prefer the loaves or the fishes? Hitler aside, loaves or fishes? Loaves? We got our loaves? Well, Jesus just fucked Pam out of a good meal. More of a loaves person uh i have an odd feeling that this uh how many licks uh sticker uh is is why this penis is so eroded (laughs) i I mean i don't know how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie pop or how many licks it takes to fracture a stone penis (laughs) the world may never know we won't probably figure that one out um I don't think, uh, even if you are dedicated enough to lick a stone penis for your whole life, I don't think, uh, I don't think you figure it out, you know? I don't think, uh... What kind of asshole makes a toaster that toasts Hitler's? <laughs> the time spent, that's a, tr- tr- there's different fucking images, Jesus. This man is making Hitler brands for his uh, white bread supremacy. <laughs> Obviously, it's white bread. It's not going to be rye. <laughs> it's definitely not a fucking a dark loaf. You know, you know what I'm saying? This is just the fish heads, too. I mean, Jesus really, he's slacking. He could have made a whole fish with just the heads. He just, what, are you going to gnaw on a face? How is that? How... I never understood why you would turn loaves into fishes anyway. Like, oh, that's still a meal. It's already a fucking... You're already eating. Why do you need fucking bourgeois cunts? Just just eat your fucking loaf of bread and be happy. Anybody watch this My Little Pony show? 
Apparently, it's hugely popular with adults. <laughs> Which might be one of the most pathetic things about America. Um, does anybody watch TV? We have TV people. Fucking good for you. Good for you. I tried to watch uh, TV uh, the other day, real TV, uh, live, live, you know, daytime television, and it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. It was just all, all scary. There was a shooting in the Castro, uh, so I got to watch a bunch of gay people. Uh, it was the gayest. Uh, one guy goes, he goes, I heard uh, a pop, 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 and then I heard uh, more pops, and that's when I knew there was a lot of sh shooting. <laughs> Oh, man. Gay people, they can really make anything just sound light, you know? Man got gunned down the street. Not that, not that bad. So I watched this TV, and then, then uh, we're just guessing at what uh, horrific event is going to take place next. Right? Uh, I, got, I got Trump. And they said, no, Trump already happened. Ah, fuck. Uh, it was fires. It was the fires. <laughs> just one terrifying thing after the other. And then the news ended, and then this Dr. Oz show came on. And uh, Dr. Oz uh, did an hour television program, I guess. I didn't watch the whole thing. On uh, the dangers of trampoline parks. <laughs> At one point on the screen, the, sub the subtext popped up, and it, and, uh, it said, uh, True crime. The hidden dangers of trampoline parks. <laughs> How the fuck is that true crime? Is this, what the fuck are, <sighs> blows my goddamn mind. So they, they bring people out and they interview them, right? Uh, and it's just, uh, you know, people that got uh, a phone call and said, uh, would you accept money to make an ass out of yourself? Uh, yes, yes, I would. So they bring a kid out and uh, hospital pictures, x-rays. What happened? Well, I, I broke my arm. Uh, oh, yeah. The whole thing should have been like, uh, so, uh, so you fell off a trampoline, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, did it hurt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe try not to fall off the trampoline. <sighs> I think I need Jesus in my life. I really do. Because, uh, I will never be good enough for myself. And wow, that is a great way to get good at things. It's a very poor uh, mental health decision, you know? You just, you're never going to be good enough. But if you interject God into that, you go, well, I'm a piece of shit. But this guy thinks I'm great. That's, uh, alleviates all the pressure. And, and I Googled it, and that's true. So believing in God <laughs> is fucking good for you. Uh, even if it's a lie, it doesn't matter. Just do it. There's no downside, you know? You still die. There's no... You can't believe in God and then keep living. It doesn't fucking... What I'm saying is lying to yourself is effective and everybody should do it. Just don't... Don't be realistic at all. It's a, it's a terrible decision. It just hurts. Like, uh... If you ever encounter something that affects you emotionally, it makes you angry, uh, don't look inward and try to find out why that is. Just avoid it. Just go, I don't want to, nah, just stay away from that. Because uh, it turns out uh, the way things work in your mind 
is just terrifying shit, and you just don't want to deal with it. Zach Wiseman and terrifying shit, hooray! Your next comedian's going to tackle these five premises right now. Clap your hands wildly for Joe Gorman! Now I feel raw and vulnerable. Let's get my favorite one right now. I also enjoy fucking Jesus cuddling on my little pony because you know what? This image is the embodiment of my entire Facebook feed. I'm 33. Every adult in my life is either obsessed with fucking Jesus Christ or cartoon series. Like, I got fucking adults that are all about, like, fucking Adventure Time and and My Little Pony and Steven Universe and all these other fucking cartoons. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. I'm like, have you also been keeping up on DC Comics? I'm like, no, we don't fucking keep up on DC Comics. I'm watching these cartoons with my kids it's like all right that's cool can i also watch these cartoons with you guys and like no because you need performance enhancing drugs like marijuana we're way creepier and watch cartoons sober whoa that's weird right and like People go to church sober too? Why would you do that? Like I could get into religion if I could also get like fucked up, right? Like if we could like drop acid and then they'll talk to us about Jesus. I'm way more open to it. But instead, we gotta go to fucking church on Christmas Eve when Santa's giving out presents? I don't think so, man. Give me some fucking drugs. I don't want like a little sip of wine. Give me an eighth of mushrooms and then, then talk to me about his sermon on the mount. I'd listen. I would listen to that. I might even believe in God. You guys ever do enough drugs you start believing in God? Become a good person? I've seen it, man. I saw a YouTube documentary on ayahuasca. That's how I know. They, they were like all of these, all of these rich white people because uh, those are the only people that can fucking afford to do ayahuasca outside of everyone that grew up in South America. There are all these fucking rich white kids spending their parents' money to go to South uh, America and get fucked up on ayahuasca because you have to get all these special fucking trees and shit. Uh, and the shaman asks them, uh, he asks this one fucking particular douchebag who was probably, I'm going to guess, a humanities major. And they ask him, it's like, oh, oh, why, why do you want, I, I'm not going to fucking actually like speed. He's like, but why do you want to do this drug? And it totally caught him off guard because he clearly just wanted to get fucked up. So he did that. I want to I be a good person. And it didn't happen, man. It doesn't happen. You do some heavy hallucinogens. You empathize with humanity for 30 minutes. Then you eat some food and the asshole in front of you was like, Oh, you got a lot of stuff here. It's like, you're you're fucking McDonald's. McDonald's, dude, place your order. I'm coming down. Not enjoying it. Gee, ah, oh, like David Letterman. Hey, remember that? You guys, are you guys old enough to remember David Letterman? He had a list of things, sheets of paper, throwing it over his shoulder. They made a crashing noise. It was hilarious. Uh, Ask your grandparents about it or consult your local library. This one's crazy. It's fucking... This was obviously created by some fucking introvert who is like, oh, I'm going to fucking show my political sway with totally. Fucking stick it to Hitler by fucking spreading butter and fucking jelly all over that. Take that, Fuhrer. Like, that's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not spending money to look, to fucking make, 
one, you shouldn't eat fucking toast any anyway. Fucking my stepdad can't eat fucking toast. He had to, you know what he ate for Thanksgiving? Fucking turkey. And that's it. He's had a big fucking plate of turkey like an animal. All right. So of course he's going to fucking vape with me in the garage, living in fear of this woman, dude. She's not letting him smoke pot, not letting him eat carbs. Let the man march. Well, I hope she's not listening to the radio. But everyone, everyone is always like, we got to fuck. Like when people are like, in like 2001, everyone was printing Osama bin Laden's fucking face on toilet paper. And then like people were like, oh, we made a fucking Trump pinata. Fucking stick it to that dude, right? And I was like, I, don't, I would not do that. But I, if I could anonymously contribute to a GoFundMe to assassinate the president, I would fucking spend my money on that. Would anyone else? No one can see your face. We're not wiretapped here. What if I got killed doing that? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's fucking... Yeah, fucking, ah, fucking, yeah, dude, right, right, there we go, yeah, don't spend money, yo, instead of buying a kitchen product to make your food look like a war criminal, spend some money to assassinate that war criminal, ladies and gentlemen, the more you know, fucking courageous point of view, we'll see what happens, whoa, David Letterman, Mr. L, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Uh, he said three, but that fucking dirty owl used his nasty-ass beak. I think there was even, like, a Mythbusters where they wasted tax-dollar money to find out how many licks it takes. And now you don't even lick it. You're supposed to suck it. Who actually fucking licks a lollipop? Are you some fucking... Cart caricature of a child from the 1800s with a big blue hat with a ribbon and an oversized lollipop with which you lick? No, it's no one's sexual fantasy. That's why they're called a sucker, not a licker. Whoa, dude, did I just fucking figure that out now? Why was I wasting my time in college? Why? Why? I just figured that out now. They're called suckers, not lickers. We fucking put a pin in that one, ladies and gentlemen. It don't get much better than liquor. Oh, God. Oh, 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 man, we got it. I'm going to save the fucking best for last, which means I'm clearly going to talk about fucking severed fish heads. Do you, you guys even like fish? I don't like fish. I like fish sticks, and I like fish filet. I don't like going to a fancy restaurant where they're like, oh, here's some seared ahi, ahi tuna. I'm like, I'll eat a California roll, but I'm not going to eat fucking Kappa Mikey, you know? You guys didn't think I was that cultured up here talking about Osama Bin Laden toilet paper. I know all about the fucking disgusting fish stuff I'll never eat. I don't like fish. Fish? Uh, ah, they're fucking gross. There's all that fucking mercury. Mercury is bad for you. And oh, yeah, all the fucking fish in California is fucking affected by radiation because of all the fucking radiation in Japan. It is fucked up. We got to fucking fix the ocean in Japan. And then maybe when the fucking ocean isn't like just fucking garbage and waste, then I'll eat fish. But right now... Instead of a beautiful ocean, this is all I fucking see when I close my eyes and hear waves crashing on the beach. I fucking, I call that one valley activist. Thank you very much. That was a very fucking powerful thing. Whoa, bam, baby. All right, guys. Save the most delicious for last, this fucking 
Oh, look at that. that fucking, how funny. I was like waiting for that. That was a visual gag for the 45 audience members here. Not the 2,000 people listening in radio land. They're adjusting their dials like, what'd he do? Was it something funny? Did we miss out? Nah, visual aid, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fucking transitioning. How come this isn't circumcised, right? Like, it is circumcised. Why is that? I thought circumcision didn't happen until like 1974 or something like that. Like that? What's up with that? I'm circumcised. I shouldn't be. I'm not Jewish. My dad said it was for cleanliness. What a weirdo. And now I can't not circumcise my kid. We can't have two different dicks. If my child chooses to have a dick, I'm not going to fucking force it on him or her. It doesn't matter. I'm a fucking good dad. And you know what? If my child does not have a dick, by their own choice or if because they decide not to have a dick and we go to a museum and we're going to go see this. It's registered by Getty Images for fucking Christ's sake. They're going to be like, hey, is that fucking normal? And I'll say like, my darling child doesn't fucking matter, right? And they'll be like, can I see your dick? And I'm like, fuck no, that's fucking weird, right? Like if a kid has to do that, never, man. So long story short, I'd be a fucking cool dad because you know what? I don't care what my kid's dick looks like. I don't care if my kid has a dick. I care if my kid grows up to assassinate a corrupt, evil president, all right? If my kid does that, I'll say, that's my fucking kid. I raised him right. Gender neutral. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Joe Gorman, everyone. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Yay. Your next comedian gonna hit these five things. Everybody, Courtney McLean! That's a really perceptive way to get around saying you wanna kill the president, Joe. <laughs> Not that anybody's listening. On air, are we on air? All right, hi folks. Again, hello, welcome back, thanks for staying. Half the people that are here are my friends. Hi, Hal! I have not seen Hal since fucking college, so it's been four years! Four years. No, it's been a little longer. I already gave it away, I already told you guys how old I am, I'm fine with it, I don't care. You know who would make an Adolf Hitler brand for your toast? is Urban Outfitters. I mean, that place, they are robbers. Like, they steal artists' art and put it on their stuff, on their very threadbare, overpriced shit. But I will tell you, uh, my favorite piece of clothing that I ever got from there was a denim jacket and it is now very threadbare but it wasn't at the time and I got it on sale because you don't buy anything full price at Urban Outfitters <laughs> and you don't buy anything at Urban Outfitters like for the past decade but I got this jacket like 15 years ago so I'm fine <laughs> anyway it's got a big hole in it but it's got a bunch of zippers and I really love zippers on my clothes. It's like you, you don't have to wear any jewelry if you have like a bunch of extra zippers. Your clothes will just do it for you. 
I like easy things. I like easy clothes. I'm wearing jeggings. I bought them at Walgreens. I'm not fucking kidding you. I bought them at Walgreens because you know why? My mother convinced me because she bought me jeggings last year from Rite Aid (laughs) with her 15% senior discount. And so now this is my third pair and they really are the most comfortable pants I own. And people tell me my butt looks good in them. And there's not, I was gonna say there's not a whole lot more that's important to a 40 year old woman, but that's bullshit. I mean, oh my God, thank God all this shit is coming out about Harvey Weinstein and Louis CK. I am so fucking excited. I can't even tell you guys how I'm just like so fucking excited for women. I really am. Um, and, And like, it might have to do with my narcissistic dad, but I literally have not had sex for almost a year and a half. And I think it's really just because I hate men. And all this stuff is happening and it's like, I am so excited that people finally get to see the trash that they are! You guys, I'm okay. I don't, I really... I just hate them collectively, not individually, except for those guys. Jury's still out on Al Franken, but obviously I also feel like that shit is all a lot of stuff to distract us from whatever is really happening in the world. Like, oh, net neutrality. We're not, anyway, okay. Jesus hugging a My Little Pony. Um, My Little Pony, I grew up with that stuff with the old guys, and then my father became a born-again Christian when I was 13. And he, and he, (laughs) He like sat me down in my room and he was like, okay, it's in the Bible that you can't drink or have premarital sex. He didn't say drink, but he did say premarital sex and some other things. And he's like, now you don't have the benefit of ignorance. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now you're going to, I was 13. I was like, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty ignorant, dad. Um, So anyway, I don't have, you know, I don't really actually know that Jesus was a real person or if he was, I mean, he was just kind of a cult leader, I think. And like, there weren't a whole lot of people around at that time. So it was really a lot easier if you had a charming personality. I mean, for all we know, Jesus had fucking NPD because they have charming personalities and they like, you know, gather people, they have their harem. Uh, I'm really into it, you guys. <laughs> Psychopathy and sociopathy. And so. <sighs> I was a theater major. <laughs> um, do you guys remember in 2010 how the Gulf War like erupted in oil? I don't even remember exactly where the oil came from. But do you remember that? Like it was just covered and saturated in oil. How is that not funny? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, No, but what I wanted to say though, because you were talking about drugs and um, what made me like when I was on mushrooms in Amsterdam in 2010, and this was in 
July, right after the Gulf. And I remember laying there and first off, seeing a bunch of colors and shapes that I was like, oh, now I get 60s rock music posters. <laughs> but also I saw like all these Aztecian sort of, uh, you know, indigenous South American shapes and pyramids and stuff. And then I started crying and apologizing to the earth for the Gulf War. Not the Gulf War, Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, for the Gulf oil spill. The Gulf War, that wasn't my problem. I was only 12, 13 or 14 at the time. Oh my goodness. But so fish heads, that's what that, but I like foreign cuisine. I mean, I'm in, I'm into trying some weird things. Oysters, I'll still do them even though I don't. They kind of, oysters are just like a big loogie. Like I just feel, you know, and I don't feel particularly horny afterwards after I eat an oyster. So I don't know what's the point. The hot sauce afterwards. I could just eat hot sauce. Nobody even gave me the pearl. All right. Stone penis. I was in the, at the Met a few weeks ago. No joke. Lots of penises at the Met. Lots of dicks the people carved. Lots of time spent on penises. But also, lots of time spent on boobs and like love handles and stuff like that. Um, a lot of white people painted in the Met. I don't know. That's just one of the things I noticed. I appreciate you guys allowing me to do this tonight. <laughs> Thanks for everybody listening. Um, I, I, get, I have one more thing, but do I have a lot of time? Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Mr. Al, how many... Oh, yeah, okay. This is kind of a funny story. I was at my friend's, and she brought back some saltwater taffy from, like, some place, I don't know. And I'm eating it. And you know, there's just a bunch of fusion foods these days where you, things are mixed together. And so I was eating this saltwater taffy and, uh, and I hit like a little crunchy part. And I was like, oh, toffee in my saltwater taffy. That's so fancy. And crunchy, 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 crunch. Swallow it. It was delicious. Thank you. I will have another. And then I'm like, oh, something's really sharp in my mouth. I totally like chipped my tooth and then ate it. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing is that like it didn't it doesn't even hurt. It's been gone now for like a year. And I, I have not gone to the dentist, but it doesn't hurt at all. So I'm like, it's cool. But then I read the other day that if you floss more, it helps your heart. And I'm like, I'm 40, so I started doing that. Again, too. All right, that's it. Thanks, I'm Courtney. Yay! Courtney McLean, yay, stay up here, yay. All right, we got to get him up here. Is Zach still here or is he, is he Zach? Zach. Zach. I just, I still want to know what happened to my boyfriend. He was supposed to be here tonight. He's across the street. He's across the street at some crazy party. Is, is Zach no longer with us? Zach. Do you want to go go around the corner that way? 
It's. I mean, if he just wants, if he's just, if he's just saying, he's basically saying, I lose. How very controversial of him. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Hey, look at that. We've got two finalists here on Hell in a Handbasket, motherfuckers. That's right. We've got two finalists. We've got Joe Gorman and we've got Courtney McClain. We're going to get to these things. I'm going to pass them out real quickly. Here we go. Fucking few, man. You don't have to do. You don't have to do full ten. You can just go through them. You guys are fun. Keep entertaining all of your people. Here are the items that are in their basket. We have a broken tennis ball, a dirty martini napkin. It's a napkin with a dirty martini on it. Whatever you want to do with that. Uh, a dog that is done up like Sesame Street. Like his hair is so fluffy. He looks like it's really a sad picture. It is a sad thing. Uh, there's someone either murdering someone by the neck or it's a chiropractic move. There's a chumbawamba record of tub thump, tub thumping, a green bean casserole, a smart small jar of pickles, a drug policy alliance sticker in, in uh, Spanish, a fat boy eating an ice cream and a cockroach. Those are the things that you guys are going to weave seamlessly into your set. Uh, and your first comedian is going to do it. Everybody put your hands together for Joe Gorman. Yay! Yay! Yeah, Benjamin, you fucking goofball sticking it through, man. Let's get it. Fucking most exciting one. Mo, let's get to the most exciting one. The one I can't wait to fucking do getting his fucking neck snapped, homie. Like, look at that. Look at that look of discomfort, man. That's not some guy alleviating and getting his chakra aligned with some new age alternative chiropractic care. That's a dude looking his mortality in the face saying, I squandered it all and I'm about to die at the hands of a fucking ninja, man. And I fucking, in the midnight, like every action movie, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, they all had that seamless like, and it was like so fucking, like they barely even moved the guy's neck and it was just crack and the guy would go, just collapse like a fucking, fucking doll and then they'd always wear his that was when the, that would be the only time they would take a guy's costume and wear it. They would always break their neck. They would either break the neck or grab the guy, muffle his mouth, and pull him into a closet. But nine times out of ten, he broke their fucking neck, right? I that was like the one skill I never got in karate class was learning how to break a guy's neck. You had to get to yellow belt for that. And summer session ended, I was only at white belt. So I don't know how to break a guy's neck. So I gotta be nice to everybody. Bummer, right? That would be so how much great I was just in line at Starbucks, like I'm fucking out enough of this. Yeah, fucking powerful, right? Just serves you right for trying to get that chai. Jumba Wumba tub thumping. Yo, make some noise if you lost your virginity fucking this album, huh? <laughs> Little fucking Vaseline. That, these kids, you can't fuck streaming media. There's a fucking pleasure to putting a little Vaseline on a latex glove finger in a CD-ROM, but these kids today won't know that. We had to walk eight miles in the snow to go fuck physical media. You kids don't know how easy you have it with your 3D printed vaginas and why 
Wi-Fi sex. Ah, we love physical media. Fucking the night away. I don't like green beans, man. I don't like green beans at all. I don't even like it when they fucking put this fried shit on top of it. Uh, all gotten or whatever it is. I don't like green beans. When I was a kid, I made a promise. I said, I'm not going to eat vegetables. I'm going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm going to watch cartoons. And I did it. My life sucks, right? Like, I'm just like, can't take care of them. It's just fucking pizza boxes, empty bongs, DVDs of cartoon shows that haven't aired in 20 plus years. Oh, the nostalgia value of watching Aladdin, the animated series. That's my fucking existence. Oddly specific for the Disney afternoon. I don't eat vegetables. You know how proud I was today? I ate my roommate's apple. Like, I was like, whoa, I'm like, I'm like a health guru all of a sudden. Like I took a bite and I thought like all of my health ailments, like my back suddenly just all like fucking straightened up. I've lost 15 pounds. Don't believe it. Ah, fucking a poodle. Yo, like this is actually animal cruelty. Have you guys known like fucking dyeing your, your dog's hair stupid colors, giving them a fuck, making them wear clothes? Sunglasses and bandanas, that's fine. You're making your fucking dog look cool, but a fucking sweater vest? Fuck that, dude. Like a dog's wearing like a fucking hoodie. Maybe a hoodie. Pants? No way. Diapers? Uh-uh. Not happening. Pantyhose? Ah, let's see. Those photos are pretty fucking funny, but to an extent. And like nobody ever pierces their dog's ears, man. I would give my dog a little clip-on, right? That would look fucking one of those dangly fucking Christian crosses so he looks like a fucking lead singer in some 90s alt-rock band. That's how dogs should look fucking cool. Like fucking cop dogs, like, you know, Rinton 10 K9 cop, a fucking... German shepherds, like those dogs should have like special wraparound sunglasses like regular dogs have. Always barking at me. It's like, I know I smell like drugs, but give me a fucking break, you mangy cur. Dirty martinis. Dirty, dirty martinis. I don't like that shit. I don't fuck with dirty martinis. Like that's like another fucking thing of, a, of being an adult. Like I'll drink coffee and that's the extent of my adult needs. Like, I'll smoke and I'll drink coffee. I don't like these fans. Like, I'll drink like a college student. Like, I'm just trying to get fucked up. I bought a 40 of PBR last night for $3.50. I should be drink. I should know, like, what goes in a dirty martini. I don't like the taste. I don't like the way they fucking taste. I don't like how sophisticated they are. Like, oh, and James Bond drinks martinis. He's a rapist. He's a problematic bad guy. I don't fucking drink martinis. I will, I unapologetically, I unapologetically drink margaritas. Those are fucking great. Blended margaritas. I-D-G-A-F. Man, when I was younger and I first started drinking, my mom was like, don't drink margaritas and don't drink any kind of pink drink. Those are feminine and they're going to misinterpret that. Mom was wrong. Mom's dumb. Margaritas are great. Pink drinks are fucking amazing, dude. It's worth the hangover. We're adults. If you're going to be hungover, just be hungover during the work week, dude. They're going to pay you for it. <laughs> chewed, chewed up tennis balls, man. Chewed up tennis balls. I bought so many, like, I was like a kid that would always buy, like, those, uh, can those tennis ball cans but I never played tennis like I would like fucking 
throw the tennis ball against the against my fucking house or we would go like a racquetball and just like fucking hit it as hard as we could with baseball bats but we never actually did fucking tennis i always thought tennis was fucking dumb until maria sharapova came into the fucking scene right or andre agassi doing crystal meth that's pretty fucking cool that kind of got me interested it's like oh shit these fucking white people are pretty fucking party hardy, right? And then Venus and Serena Williams came in, just started fucking up the white people's game. Then I got fucking into it, but not super into it. So long story short, and the story you guys are hoping for, I don't really know a lot about tennis. 40 love, something like that. Nasty little cockroach almost fucking caught me off guard. I'm going to fucking leave it right here on the mic. Like a little fucking practical joker, like I'm some 1993 George Clooney playing pranks on my my fucking peers. You know they're gonna come up here like, oh hey everyone, <laughs> right? Everyone's fucking afraid. I actually almost got a little bit afraid in the nanosecond I looked away from the mic. My idiot brain forgot about it. I turned. Around, Whoa! Even I was a little caught off. Mm, I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> you guys hear about how? Um, pickles you guys hear about how fucking pickle juice is good for you now you guys heard about this fucking nonsense you guys heard about this shit like athletes drink pickle juice and it's supposed to help with your fucking electrolytes like even flaccic flaccic pickles you can drink that shit afterwards you're supposed to drink pickle juice and if you drink alcohol with a pickle back you won't get hung over the next i swear pam why would i lie about something i read on the internet that does not it sounds up, fucking cockroach fell down, dude. I'm not going to bend over and pick it up, man. You know how much money I would lose to fucking pick up a three-cent cockroach? Not getting into it. I'm not part of the 1%. Anyway, pickle juice will fucking uh, fix your electrolytes. All of my fucking CrossFit asshole friends do it. They fucking, oh, I do CrossFit. I'm like, I could fucking sweat just as much as you, and I was on drugs doing it. Uh, I'm going to put this on the back of my kid. I never fucking learned Spanish. That's the fuck. I took, I had the ability to take Spanish in high school. I took French. How much of a fucking piece of shit? I was like, ew, I think French will serve me much better in my adulthood because I'm probably going to be some fucking European living in a vineyard and all that shit. Didn't fucking happen, man. I, I, I know like a handful of French, but not even a whole lot because all our French teacher ever did was rent DVDs and just put on like the Spanish dub version. So we watched Spider-Man in French and, and fucking Amelie and, and all of that. And that's all we did. I don't speak a fucking lick of French. And now I don't even know what this important, potentially life-saving sticker has to say. Bummer. I don't know fucking nothing, man. I, I like everyone's always speaking fucking Spanish, dude. Like one time I was at this house party. Everyone was speaking Spanish. I was getting apprehensive, like looking at like, what the fuck? I'm, what's everyone doing? Like, are they making fun of me? They were trying to decide if it was okay to do cocaine in front of me because they didn't know if I was going to be cool with it. Of course I was going to be fucking cool with it. If I took Spanish in high school, I could have been doing coke five minutes earlier than when I ended up eventually doing cocaine. Think about it, people. I went to Europe once. I've done cocaine multiple times. This is a, this is a fat kid, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get 
Oh my God, I'm gonna get oddly confessional on stage. Uh, in 2015, I was 245 pounds. Yeah, you saw me. I was that fat. I had all. Of, I was. I was always wearing hoodies. I was in a. I was in a relationship with a woman who drove, so I never had to fucking walk anywhere. And like we would drive like two hours out of town to go to sauna. And it's like, well, if we're going to sauna, we got to eat at least forty dollars worth of food. So we just got fucking fat, dude. And uh, then I. And then I. We after we broke up, I had to walk places. I wasn't eating. I developed a debilitating cocaine problem. But long story short, I am now physically presentable. So. <laughs> Don't think that fucking drugs and depression don't work, but nobody likes to address it when they say, oh, so what's your fucking workout routine? I don't go to a fucking gym. I don't eat food. I do drugs and I'm sad. But you know what? <laughs> Not for the fucking 15 to 25 to 45 minutes I'm here. When I'm here, I'm complete. And you guys made me complete tonight. And I want to thank you. And I want to thank Pam and all of this. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Ten things in a masterful way. All right, she's gonna bring it. Yeah, everybody, put your hands together. She's gonna do those ten things out of that basket. We're gonna see what happens. Everyone, Courtney McLean. Yay! You like me? I'm just kidding. I know it's because other guys not here. Ha <laughs> ha. I did take Spanish in high school. Yo hablo un poquito español. I also, it's because I say, I grew up in uh, northern Mexico, southern California. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Spanish-speaking guys at the restaurants I've worked at have always been very impressed with my acento. Um, but I think, I don't know what this says, except I think it says... Pedro, can you help me? Alto la guerra contra las drogas. Stop the war on drugs? Okay, awesome. I'll put that on my car. <laughs> all right, sweet. Uh, I totally have been that bitch with all the bumper stickers on her car. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what you think of me. But mine said things like, um, uh, your mom ate my honor student. <laughs> and like, in your mom, no one can hear you scream. Those were taken from an insult comedy troupe <laughs> that I was a part of back in uh, Minnesota. I lived in Minnesota for eight years. Um, people are like, I know! There's a, there's a card in here that correlates, so I'm gonna get to that one. It's the green bean casserole. Um, we call this hot dash in Minnesota. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's just like an entertaining accent. I lived there, <laughs> and I couldn't do it before I got there, even with Fargo. Okay, so I grew up in California, and I lived in New York for a little bit. And, and then I moved to Minnesota when I was 30, and it was like, what? People are like, wait, what? Why did you do that? And well, partially I did that for a person, but also I decided if he lived in Iowa City, I would not have moved to go see him. Welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and because I knew that Minneapolis St. Paul is actually a pretty fucking bitchin' place. I know, who knew? But there is there's shit going on in the middle of the country, you guys. And it's wonderful. There's wonderful stuff. And it's not just green bean hot dishes. But I will tell you that I learned a lot about the hot dish. And that was like vegetables and a starch and some cream of something soup and some fried and flaky on top. And then you just bake that. But the most popular one, and actually, Minnesota has a a state hot dish, tater tat. Tater, it's a tater tat hot dish. I'm not even shitting you guys. And I love Minnesota. I love it. It is a really, Minneapolis-St. Paul is a really fucking great place, you guys. But God damn the winters. Uh, people were like, what, how have, did you grow up in Southern California and be able to handle the, I'm like, I don't know. It, I had a sleeping bag coat. People recognize me coming down the street with my big ass coat. Um, okay. You know what? Maybe this is like a 32 year old man. This um, guy's on the radio. I'm coming back to this picture of the, the quote-unquote fat kid who's eating a popsicle. But it could, be, it could be an older man. He could be mentally challenged. So I'm not going to try to make... I'm not going to make fun of him. He looks really happy about his popsicle. <laughs> and I'm really happy for him. As long as he's not a dick to other people, then that's cool. I'm fine with it. Orange maybe is not his color. He sure has got a great set of teeth. (laughs) And those bangs are really popular amongst (laughs) punk chicks now. So he could probably hang. I think he could hang. Um, My parents have always had a dog. Like, uh, they got a dog two years before I was born. It was a black lab. His name was Charlie. And so when I was born, you know, this little black lab was like nipping on me because he's a little jealous or whatever. And then in my research about psychopaths, um, I read some, because my friend Marnie was like, Courtney, you can always trust somebody with a dog. I mean, people with dogs are awesome. And yes, I think that this is true. But I guess like any kind of people anywhere, there's always going to be some fucked up people with dogs. And I read in a book where one of the psychopaths that the guy was talking to, he was like, well, yeah, everybody likes a person with a dog. So that's why this guy had two German shepherds because he was a fucking psychopath and he thought it would make people like him, which I think it probably did, because people are like, oh, dogs, oh. So, I mean, I love dogs. Um, I live with a a woman who, um, I don't think she's a psychopath, but she's got definitely kind of a nutter. But you know, I mean, like attracts like, if you ever read The Secret, that's my awful Australian (laughs) accent. <laughs> La, the Nios Nios. I used to work for Aveda, and that's what the lady from the rep from Australia. She was like the Nios Nios, <laughs> the nose nose. 
when something is bad and smells disgusting. That's why Aveda doesn't make anything that smells like farts. Because <laughs> the knives, knives. All right. Oh, I like dogs, so I do like dogs. My housemate has dogs. They're adorable. But I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a dog or a cat person. I refuse to take sides in that. But if it comes to my personal pet preference, which I guess is really what they're asking, I prefer a cat. Because low mate, low mate. I mean, and I mean, yes, you always have a box of shit in your house. But, you know, I can leave her for a few days and she's not very needy. Although when I feel needy, that's hard. Okay. Um, I lived in New York for a little while and that was over a decade ago. I moved away exactly a decade ago. And uh, while I was living there, this was before, I feel like, meh, you know what, I, I've always had like maybe half of a toe in counterculture. Otherwise, obviously, like this guy said I look like Alicia Silverstone, which I've never received before, thank you. Um, but I do think I look very normal. And, and I, always, I always feel like I'm like, I'm weirder than I look, but, um, but this is my natural hair color and I don't want to dye it anymore, you know? Like, I was like, oh, it's, I'm 40 and it's not too gray or too, like, it's nice and thick and, you know, I'm going to be grateful for what I have and, like, S Scottish princess and stuff. That has a lot. I got, mm -hmm. I'm, okay, I'm going to keep moving through these things. <laughs> anyway, Dirty Martini, when I was living in New York, I met a woman named Dirty Martini, and she's a big burlesque star, apparently, um, but when I met her, this was like 12 years ago or something, I met her, and she was not in any burlesque outfit. She looked like I look, very normal, and, um, and then she's like, oh, hi, my name's Dirty, Dirty Martini. That's how she introduced herself to me, and, um, and like now, it's, I feel like now you wouldn't bat an eyelash at that, especially here in the Bay Area, but it was, uh, I don't know, it was weird. I was weirded out by it. I was like, oh, that's, you really want to be like, what's your real name? Please tell me your real name. I, f I feel weird calling you Dirty. D dirty, can you... Can you pass the salt dirty? Thanks. I have a younger brother. His name is Colin. I love him so much. He's, um, so he's 38. And he, when we were growing up, um, I told him not to watch Sesame Street. <laughs> like when I was like five, I was like, don't watch that. You don't need to be watching that shit. Um, <laughs> see. Oh, yes, okay. You don't need to be watching that shit, but he did anyway, and we had a dog. There it is. Oh, what's... Oh. The picture is a, uh, a poodle, for those listening at home. Picture is a poodle. Uh, is he getting... Is that a sex thing? No. A poodle that has been groomed to look like Big Bird, and then there's like a, an Elmo there. Yeah, it's Elmo, but that Elmo is like purpley. He's not as red, so I'm like, it, you know, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> 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 me.
maybe maybe this picture that might be a guy like twisting another guy's neck is actually somebody just like crying really hard into their friend's back of their neck. <laughs> you know. He's like, okay, I got you again, fine. Thank you. Chumbawamba, one of my friends tried to convince me that Chumbawamba is a great band and they have lots of awesome songs. I did not listen to any of them to test if he was telling the truth. And then also yesterday, a friend of mine, no, no, my coworker, he's still my friend though. Anyway, um, he had with him a jar with two whole pickles in it and pickle juice. And he was like, do you want one of these pickles? And I'm like, no, because it just looks like the jar of poop and pee that the Damon Wayans character on In Living Color had. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Courtney McLean, that's my time. tonight ably handling the hell in a hand basket uh so this is the time where it's different you guys get to vote for a winner uh who gets usually we bring the the winner back for next month so you'd come back at the fourth friday of the month and compete on hell in a hand basket five against your next so come come you don't have to put your hands up against anymore because now we're not saying now we're not saying you suck we're saying you win so um We'll do it by clapping. Uh, everybody, if, if you're going to clap louder for the person that you want to have them be the, the winner. Everybody, Joe Gorman. Woo! Everybody, Courtney McLean. It's louder. Everybody, your superstar this time, Courtney McLean. Yay! You won. Yay! She hasn't done comedy in forever. She's an improv maven. Thank you, Joe Gorman. You're one of my favorite people. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. This was so much fun. And, uh, and we, you know, we're here every Friday from 8 to 10. We do uh, different themes. Hell in a Handbasket is every fourth Friday of the month. So next Friday, we'll have Courtney back. You'll defend your title with baskets of weird shit. And uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks, everybody, for being here tonight. Yay! <laughs>
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco (laughs) 
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. 
I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. During happy hour. Yeah. Every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. <laughs> Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else, too, every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll be- never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. you never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy-ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like an adult. Exactly. Drink drink around the corner. Somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click Click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival.